AviationPros.com is the portal website for AMT, airport business, and ground support worldwide magazines. Visit daily for breaking news, industry blogs, and insightful articles from our magazine's editorial team. And don't forget to sign up for our publication's daily e-newsletters. It's all at AviationPros.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Aviation Pros Podcast. I'm Joe Petrie, Editorial Director for Airport Business. Propeller Airports is expanding its business reach with the recent announcement it's taking over Castle & Cook's FBO at Payne Field in Seattle. This move means Propeller will now service both commercial and general aviation traffic at the airport. I recently spoke with Propeller Airport CEO Brett Smith about the move and how the company will impact the private aviation market in the Seattle region. So the first question I have for you today is, why did the Propeller decide to purchase the FBO? Well, uh, it was a natural extension of what we're doing at Painfield in terms of passenger terminals, whether it's private or commercial. Currently, uh, we operate, we own and operate the commercial passenger terminal at Painfield, which we constructed in um, 2018 and opened. Our first year of operation was actually 2019. We are a very high service oriented company. Our philosophy is that passenger is all our customers, passenger pilots, whoever, our our main goal is to satisfy them. And so, and we've done really well at that. We've won a whole bunch of awards and people love the experience. It's very quick in and out. As a matter of fact, a lot of people think our terminal is the FBO, which is bizarre. So, um, <laughs> Part of the opportunity here is we saw that, uh, you know, Castle and Cook has a facility at Everett. It's not core to their main um, operation. And we're next door. And I said, well, you know, what? we've done it in the, on the uh, passenger side. I'm a private pilot. I understand general aviation. Let's let's take our experience and move it next door to the FBO operation. That's kind of how it evolved. And by running both the airport and the FBO next door, what kind of advantages do you believe you can offer uh, business-wise? Well, I mean, for, cer certainly um, it's very easy from a, a crew and, and perspective. Um, it's, it's extremely easy to get people in and out of here since we have commercial service. Um, as COVID starts to uh, abate and people start traveling more, our, our cities will come back. Pre-COVID, -pre we were serving 12 nonstop destinations. We're at about seven right now, and that'll that'll go back to um, probably 14 next year. So easy in and out um, for crews and positioning uh, for staff, uh, for actual passengers. It's a really nice, convenient airport to the other options in Metro Seattle. And it's an, it's an airport that sits right on the edge of the Bravo. So it's easy in and out for pilots, um, but it's also easy in and out access to the city because it only really takes without any traffic probably 20 minutes to get to downtown seattle on a, with no traffic now that can be different in times of traffic but it's it's uh you, you more than save up for that by how easy it is to get in and out of the airport itself you know we have a lot of crossover in terms of just what we've accomplished in the terminal and the programs we have to take care of customers is easily transferable to the to the ga side I understand the business case for the airport side of things in the metro Seattle area and being a, a great alternative if you don't want to deal with everything going on at SeaTac. But tell me, what is it about the market and the GA 
climate in that part of the country that makes this such an attractive move for you guys as an airport and being able to serve this community? Well, one thing is from the GA perspective is that um, Boeing Field has a number of different obstacles that pilots have to navigate in and out of there. Um, not only is it right next to SeaTac, um, but it's also in a you know very densely populated area, and so there's a lot of traffic. Um, and and of course, Boeing Field's really out of capacity at this point. There's not really any hangar space available. And there's no real room for development. And so one of the things that we will be doing is build, building additional hangar space up here in Everett because that's what people are looking for. Um, it, it, it isn't always sunny in Seattle. And so people want quality um, structures to put their aircraft in. And I will say this, I mean, there, there is, you know, customer service, Again, I, I can't stress this enough. FB, we, we really want to be known as as the Relayan Chateau of of the FBO of the FBO world, which means it's all about customer service, which everybody talks about. But I, I will say it's a lot easier to say, and it's a, a lot harder to deliver, especially to the to the to the private clientele that are flying on, whether it's a Global or a Gulfstream or a Falcon, what have you. You know, we understand that level of service, um, you know, from our CSRs, or we, we refer to them as concierge service representatives instead of customer. But, you know, our goal is to know our customer and provide a level of service that you don't see in the United States. And, I, and I, I'm positive we can do that. It, it requires having ramp staff that really understand exactly what they're doing. Um, they're courteous to everybody and attentive to detail and can engage knowledgeably not only with pilots but with passengers as well um, it also means taking advantage of technology which i don't think a lot of fbos do to the level that that the capability exists so for example we're you know we're using x1 for fbo data management and it has tremendous capabilities it allows us to know what's really what's needed before a plane even shows up at the airport you know from fuel catering flight planning all of those things so I know you mentioned the hangers and um, that you were planning to do that. Can you tell me a little bit about all the improvements or at least the ones you're looking at right now and in terms of uh, what you're hoping to deliver to the customers? Sure. Well, I mean, you know, again, you mentioned it, the, the construction of, of new hangers. So we're looking at, at right now at approximately adding 40,000 square feet of new temperature controlled hangers. I think that's also important in this part of the country. It means, you know, in our new terminal that we're, we're, we're planning to build state-of-the-art conference rooms, workstations, quiet rooms with actual flatbeds and shower facilities for pilots and crew, or even customers if they need it. A small theater, you know, a, bar a barista to make drinks to order. We're also planning on putting in an open kitchen that's stocked for our customers, both passengers and pilots. That's free of charge. Um, I do not like. I don't like when people get nickeled and dimed. I personally don't like it, and I know especially at this level people don't like it. So, you know, charging for you know, a, a Coke or, you know, a beer or what have you, it's just, it's, it's, it nickels and dimes people that are spending a lot of money on fuel and so forth. But it's developing the program and, and the design of the building so that it's seamless from end to end for our customers, you know, just whether it's valet parking or airside access so that planes can go right up to the airplane, which is, of course, what we're going to be doing. You know, it also means having uh, think, you know, proper catering available. It means having extra rental cars on site, uh, you know, especially during peak periods. Planes show up unannounced. People need cars, and it's frustrating to those clients if they can't get them. Or even having just a driver available for that unexpected visitor to get them 
to a hotel or downtown Seattle. Uh, and again, not charging for this for some for this stuff because this is really ancillary things that we can offer. And you mentioned before putting a, a emphasis on customer service. Can you tell me a little bit about the approach that you're looking to do with staff in terms of addressing customer service and what that really means to them? Well, it it, it means it means a couple things. One one, it's not delineated on what you, if you show up on a global or a 172. A customer is a customer, and they all need to be treated well. It means having ramp staff out there. As soon as as soon as you taxi in, to not only marshal you into the right place, but to, to understand what your needs are if you haven't already communicated them to us in advance. So, if you need a car, as I just said, or you need um, oil service or or something, uh, is making sure that you're listening to your customer um, and really walking them through the whole process, escorting them from the plane to the front desk, having knowledgeable people that are very professionally, uh, you know dressed and, and trained in how to deal with customers and listen, listening to the customer and making them feel valued. And also, you know, I would want to add one thing, you know, saying, you know, when you, when you put an order in the night before, you know, that you need X amount of gallons of fuel that to make sure that it's done and the plane is ready so that the, when the customer shows up the next morning, that they, all they have to do is hand over their keys and or be, be given their keys and they're out of there. And then my last question for you today is, I know that this announcement just came out and, uh, you know, there's a lot ahead of you for making these improvements and, you know, delivering this at the airport, but are you eyeing other locations for potential FBOs or are you just going to focus on this, this airport right now? Well, right for now, we are going to focus on this airport. This is our home. We understand it really well. And, you know, I'm here and I'm able to oversee this. I, I think that once we nail down how we provide this service and we get you know a couple months of experience under our belt and then we, we're going to start looking at some other opportunities but at the moment no it's it's really just for this location but i wouldn't count out us looking at others thanks again for listening to today's podcast for the latest airport and fbo news make sure to subscribe to the airport business daily newsletter and follow us on linkedin and other social media outlets i'm joe petrie thanks for joining us today